electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greek Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, the Fire Festival. This glossy promotional video pitches it as the greatest music festival ever. You know, beautiful models frolicking in the water in the Bahamas. Fire Festival. It's supposed to be like the most insane festival the world has ever seen. But Firefest is a complete disaster that quickly goes viral. Welcome to Fire Festival. This is just f***ing crazy. And the mastermind behind it all, 25-year-old Billy McFarland. Billy had a lot of obvious talents, but the greatest one was selling himself. That's That's In scam after scam, he defrauded more than 100 of his investors of $27 million. He was a serial fraudster. He's someone with a lot of resources. He can do either really great things or also really terrible things. We are just in LAX, about to go to Bahamas. Bahamas. And it's Fire Festival, so I'm going to take you guys along with me, ready to go on an adventure. On April 27, 2017, thousands of ticket holders and social media influencers are flocking to the Fire Festival, a star-studded music fest. This is why we're in the Bahamas. We've come to this Fire Festival. It's like history in the making. 26-year-old video producer Amanda Brooks is lured by the promise of paradise in this promotional video. A villa, gourmet food, an all-star lineup, even a treasure hunt. There were millions of dollars of prizes, and you could rent the jet skis and go and find the clues, and it sounded like a really fun experience. But the reality on the ground is more like a scene from The Hunger Games. The first thing we see is people running for tents and fighting over tents. People spent $10,000 to go to this thing. They not have anything set up. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Brian Burrow is a special correspondent for Vanity Fair who reported on the Fire Festival. In the concert industry, there has never been anything that remotely rivals the disaster that the Fire Festival became. But this fiasco isn't the first for festival organizer Billy McFarland. I set up Shredder. Magnesis is the concierge platform that connects millennials with new people, products, and services. In 2015, 23-year-old Billy McFarland is the founder and CEO of a buzzworthy company called Magnesis. And Billy had an idea. What if you could create your own black card? 
McFarland and his friends think the American Express black card is the ultimate status symbol, but they don't make enough money to qualify. So McFarland finds a vendor in China and decides to create his own. And Billy knew that would appeal to his young friends. Yeah, I'll just put this, put this on my black card. But the Magnesis black card isn't a real credit card. McFarland's company simply takes the magnetic strip from a user's ordinary credit card and duplicates it. Cardholders actually link up their real debit and credit card and use your Magnesis card every day for regular purchases. Kelvin Wells is an investment advisor. He was kind of the, in my mind, sort of the champion for the fake it till you make it kind of crowd. For $250 a year, members get a 24-7 concierge service and access to exclusive parties and events. He rented a townhouse, a nice townhouse, and Magnesis cardholders were able to use this to hang out in at an open bar. You know, rappers come in. There's some NBA and NFL players that started using it. And within months, Billy starts attracting press attention. McFarland raises $3 million and counts billionaire oil and gas titan Audrey McClendon among his early investors. That was the biggest calling card he could possibly bring out. I've got money from Aubrey McClendon. Are you in? McFarland's staff grows to 20. He travels by private plane, drives a Maserati, and cements his reputation as one of the city's hottest young entrepreneurs. He's had a great Magnesis Plus launch party in D.C. He had a real sense of, I'm a young man going places. And if you didn't know it, I'll tell you. So we're 20 months in, and we just eclipsed 10,000 members across New York City and Washington, D.C. But former employees say that McFarland is grossly inflating membership numbers to make Magnesis appear more successful. And the business is actually struggling for cash. Problems with Magnesis really grew as it attempted to grow. They're making promises, you know, to members. We'll get you a private jet. We'll get you tickets to Hamilton. McFarland sells tickets to hit Broadway shows and to A-list concerts like Beyonce, Adele, and Kanye West. But McFarland doesn't actually have access. He's just taking the cash and buying scalp seats at premium prices. Some members receive their tickets, but many do not. And headlines show the complaints are pouring in. They started losing a lot of the original members. And so it really became a company of failed promises. Big dreams and little follow-through. By May 2016, McFarland appears bored with Magnesis and is looking for his next move. He starts a new company called Fire Media and touts an app that gives users a simple way to book celebrities for events. So what he was trying to do is create almost a Tinder for artists where you would make an offer and book these shows directly. And sort of take out that middleman. And McFarland's new business partner is rapper Ja Rule. Well, I'm going to let my, my partner in crime here, Billy McFarland, give y'all an introduction of what fire is and, and, and what it's bringing to the table. How's it going, guys? So, three years ago... Ja Rule, let's just say, was no longer at the peak of his career. I mean, to Ja Rule, Billy looked like the real deal. I've loved Ja Rule since I was a kid, and I, <laughs> I really wanted to book talent for these small private concerts. 
But then seriously, if you're worth $50 million and you can hire Beyonce, you're going to do that for an app? Despite the challenges, McFarland does what he does best. You know, Billy had a lot of obvious talents, but the greatest one was selling himself. And investors line up. Billy would take money from anybody who was looking for the next big thing. There's a lot of people like that in Manhattan. Marketing executive Carola Jane sees promise in the young McFarland. Jane is married to a high-profile hedge fund manager and is a savvy investor herself. She reportedly puts together a $4 million loan to help grow Fire Media. And McFarland is off and running. He sets up headquarters in a swanky new office space in Tribeca. With a team of engineers and designers building the app, McFarland is looking for ways to promote it. Seatback and tray table must be in the upright and locked position. And he finds inspiration while on vacation in the Bahamas and pitches a wild idea to his bartender. And then he's like, Delroy, let me ask you a question. What do you think? about us having a music festival here. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Canva. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. In 2016, Billy McFarland is island hopping in the Bahamas when McFarland says his private plane runs dangerously low on fuel. The pilot makes a pit stop on Norman's Key. In the 1970s, the key served as a cocaine smuggling hub for Carlos Lader, an associate of Pablo Escobar. Today, Norman's Key has just a single airstrip to serve a few dozen residents. Despite these obvious limitations, McFarland sees this tiny island as the perfect spot to stage a huge music festival as a way to promote his new celebrity booking app. I'm like Billy. Music festival on Normansky. You love to spend like a lot of cash just to get that to work. Delroy Jackson is a bartender on the island. Billy's like, I'll see you in two weeks. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck ever, dude? Exactly two weeks. And I saw Billy exiting the plane, right? He said, Delroy told you I'll be back. McFarland is back with his fire media team in tow, including partner Ja Rule. McFarland doesn't have any experience planning a music festival, but he does have a vision of the ultimate fantasy experience. He knew instinctively that if you want to make this app hot, then you must create some advertising or a message that is hot and sizzling. 
And nothing sizzles more than bikini-clad supermodels. McFarland shells out more than one and a half million dollars to hire the biggest names in the business. Bella Hadid, Emily Ratajkowski, and Alessandra Ambrosio. My God. Ah, Billy, what's up? He said, hey, those are Victoria's Secret models. See, you know we're going to have a music festival, right? But before we have the festival, you have to do like a promotional video. The money seemed to flow pretty freely. Drew Osumi is a photographer hired by Fire Media. We spent close to $40,000 on the yacht. He wanted me to photograph him on a jet ski. And then he says, like, today we're going to go film me swimming with the sharks. It's like, were we there for a marketing video or were we there to, like, hang out and just have fun? At night, that's when the party starts. So, like, you know, I got to make it happen, right? I think it was more just like an excited child in a candy store. I think all of them were very young and just had no real experience. Oren Axe is a graphic designer managing the social media rollout. On December 12, 2016, Axe launches the campaign on Instagram. And in a highly coordinated effort, more than 400 influencers, models, athletes, artists, and actors simultaneously post a mysterious orange tile linked to this glitzy video. Among them is model and reality TV star Kendall Jenner who reportedly is paid $250,000 for a single post that will be seen by her 102 million followers. And you're just getting orange after orange after orange, and you're asking questions. The offerings range from general admission packages with private villas for $500 to a luxury yacht experience costing $250,000. This video shown here goes viral. And tickets are selling fast. It marketed uh, Come Frolic with the Supermodels lifestyle. And you don't have to be anybody. You just have to have the money to do it. It was an alluring and a powerful message. And you know, he got thousands of people who bought tickets. I'm watching that. Say, on the islands of Pablo Escobar. I'm like, okay. Hey, B, you're looking good so far, but Pablo Escobar don't own this. You're going to get a lawsuit. McFarland's associates say he was asked not to mention any connection to drug smugglers. And Jackson's right. Pablo Escobar never actually owned Norman's Key. But why let facts get in the way of a good story? He said, yeah, don't worry about that, man. In America, they love the name Pablo Escobar. So once they see Escobar, they're going to jump on it. I'm like, B, all right, that's on you. Norman's key officials are reportedly not amused by McFarland's myth-making. We were immediately kicked off the premises, and then, you know, fire was not able to do anything related to the fire festival on that island. Fire festival is just four months away. McFarland needs to find a new island, and fast. You gotta remember, most people don't plan their own wedding in four months. And so to anyone involved with music production, like you would know that you're not going to pull this off. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast. 
generating texts in seconds thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Canva. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. In the spring of 2017, this video promotes a paradise of gourmet food, villas, and supermodels, all on a private island in the Bahamas. From a marketing standpoint, the Fire Festival is a stroke of genius and generating big buzz. But organizer Billy McFarland has a huge problem. He has no island. He was just stunningly ignorant of what it would take to make his promises a reality. After nearly two months of searching, McFarland finds a spot on Great Exuma. But Great Exuma is not a remote or private island. And the festival site is an abandoned resort development full of roads to nowhere. McFarland doesn't announce the island change. He just renames it Fire Key. With no infrastructure and no villas, McFarlane will need to build Fire Key from the ground up in a mere two months. He thought it would somehow happen because he imagined it. In fact, they went to the two largest contractors who do this type of thing. And Billy and his guys were like, $12 million? You're crazy. This can be done for 500000 And I talked to people in the business, pros who've been doing this for decades, who go back to Woodstock, who were like, this kid had no idea. The fest is scheduled for the same weekend as the annual regatta, Exuma's biggest holiday. And all of the hotels are already sold out. They all asked the same question. So where are these villas? And Billy said, well, you're going to provide them. Nobody had any villas, and everybody thought everybody else was going to supply them. We wanted to understand, okay, how does the beach look, you know? And they're like, oh, oh, the beach. Funny you ask, it's five miles away. And I was saying the same thing, Billy, this cannot happen. Based on the time frame that you want us to pull this off, it cannot happen. Despite the warnings, McFarland plows ahead. When I got to site, you know, there was nothing. Uh, it was just gravel. Nick Patero is an event producer, one of dozens brought in to try to pull off the impossible. An event like this would take about 18 months of full planning and execution. But McFarland, as documented here by his own photographer, doesn't appear worried. He convinces his team to look beyond reason and believe in him. Billy's personality is kind of intoxicating. He pulls a yes out of you one way or another. Back in New York City, investment advisor Calvin Wells takes a call from a friend who was considering investing $5 million in Fire Media. 
a startup that McFarland claims is already worth $90 million. And when I got the pitch deck, it showed, you know, headline artists. You, you had Beyonce on there, you had Jay-Z, and then they were basically showing that you could access these people directly. Wells knows that these artists are locked into long-term contracts with major talent agencies. I believed very firmly that, that this was not a legitimate operation. I said, don't invest, this doesn't make any sense. His friend won't take the bait. But Wells discovers McFarland is close to clinching a deal with Comcast Ventures, the investment arm of the cable giant, for an investment of up to $20 million. I became sort of alarmed at, at how successful he'd been in marketing this thus far. So I'm watching this thing unfold on a Fire Instagram where they posted Fire Island. I sort of tilted the photo and overlaid it with a Google Maps of Greg Zuma and saw that basically they had just sort of colored in the bottom part uh, of a subset map and make it look like it was an island. I knew that they were lying. Wells knows he's on the trail of something big. I decided for myself to go check it out and did some real gumshoe investigative work. One of my favorite things that we discovered was the half-dome tents. And so when you compare it to the luxury villa, you know, it's being showed with like electricity and air conditioning, the juxtaposition I thought uh, was pretty great. Wells warns Comcast not to invest and creates an anonymous Twitter handle, Fire Fraud, and tries to get the word out. Hashtag Fire Festival is a fraud. But Instagram posts, show tickets are still selling. The buzz and the hype around it was just so intense. You know, the heat of a thousand suns. It was impossible for sort of logic and reason to deflate any of the enthusiasm for it. What I didn't know was like who else was going to be harmed. Wells doesn't know it yet, but investors have already given McFarland millions of dollars. In March of 2017... Preparations for the fire festival kick up to a frenzied pace. Staff is working around the clock trying to transform Roker's Point on Great Exuma into the mythical land of Fire Key that McFarland has promoted online. There were, I think, 650 tents that needed to get put up. We had to now move the assignments from not even what people paid for, just what was built. McFarland recruits day laborers on the island, and they show up in droves. We had basically the whole island. Everything that was available and free, we had working on Roker's Point. Ended up being 18 hours a day, you know? It was, it was crazy. Electrician Ricky Curling joins the team. Bought all of my electricians here. We were wiring up kitchens, hooking up generators. We were doing it all, you know what I mean? So the people in the Bahamas... We put in 100%. Curling is working on credit for McFarland, but paying 15 of his own men out of his pocket week after week. So I said, I got to quit. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep paying these guys. But according to Curling, McFarland assures him and a handful of other vendors that the money is on the way. And he sends wire transfer confirmations to prove it. So this stuff would come up on the email or pop up on your phone and said confirmation that money was sent. So we kept going because like down here, probably like sometimes a week before the money actually shows up. So if you're patient, you wait a week. In New York, 
Dancer and artist Daryl Thorne is gearing up to perform at the festival. I was so excited. I was super excited. I mean, it seemed like a huge opportunity. Thorne creates 36 new headpieces and assembles a team of 12 dancers. The only thing that changed leading up to the event was that I was encouraged to spend more money. They called me and said, oh, we want body paint for all of the guests. And so three days or four days before I even went, they had me spend another $3,000, which came out of my pocket. What is this facade that you're putting together that everything's all good when everything seems to be crumbling? What no one knows is that Comcast Ventures has pulled out of the deal. In a statement to American Greed, Comcast Ventures says... After conducting thorough due diligence, we were unsatisfied with the results and passed on the investment. And without that influx of millions, everything is collapsing. And one day the fire credit card bounced and I personally got charged $1,000. And then customs just completely held materials because customs bills weren't paid. McFarland has burned through all of the investor money. And he owes millions on a string of short-term loans. And after a week, vendors like Ricky Curling discover the wire transfers are phony. And there is no money. How do you do that to someone? Like, how do you expect, you know, nobody to find out? Just good at being fake. You know, he's, he's good at it. The walls are closing in on McFarland. His event producers need money. And they are demanding it from him now. So there's no money. Nothing's paid today. In full or whatever the agreements are, you're not having a I need two million dollars in that account, and everything that's been promised today needs to be done today by end of day. With I don't give a whether it's wire transfers or you put the money on a credit card, because we've got ferries on hold in NASA right now. If they don't get their payments for that, the food's not coming over. There are no options. We cannot. When we were all freaking out, he was off on a jet ski or off on a dune buggy. You know, I never saw him buckle under any pressure. I physically saw people break down, but him never. The last minute, Billy starts saying, okay, we're going to go cashless. Two weeks out, McFarland sends emails pushing attendees to load up their fire bands with money. You can sign up for a yoga class. You can rent a jet ski. The average festival goer is loading three grand onto their wristband. You don't want to miss out. Billy went this way because he wanted the money up front. He needed the money now. And the ploy works. McFarland reportedly takes in nearly $2 million. And he manages to keep the festival afloat, but can't stem the tide of chaos. Oh, island change? must be just an island change, but the treasure hunt's probably still happening. And then we, they switched again, and then now there's no treasure hunt. The private beach disappeared, private plane disappeared, the chef disappeared, like everything disappeared. But Oren Axe is directed to keep churning out the same glamorous images. And the website is still selling VIP tickets for thousands of dollars and luxury villas that do not exist. But some ticket holders are growing suspicious and turning to social media for answers. Just kept getting bigger and louder and louder. It got to a point where they were backed against the wall. It was just immediate texts or emails or phone calls. You know, we have to delete this. They were actively, like, deleting 
um, the questions. We told them not to do it, and it was just like, that was how they thought that they could stop the noise. Billy just said, we'll get it done. We'll be fine. And I don't know how you can say that when you've promised villas and there are no villas. You know, you've promised fire key. There's no fire key. Ultimately, he borrowed so much money in the end, spent so much money that the only way he'd ever get his money back was by putting this thing on. It is April 27th. The first guests will be arriving in less than 12 hours. We're going day four, no sleep. Everybody's kind of losing it. And it just, it started pouring. And I was like, you know, if this isn't an omen, then what is? <laughs> Even God didn't want this festival to kick off. The tents are soaked, and the site is ravaged. I know people who begged to cancel. We're just not ready. We're going to be endangering people. How can we do this? And he, he couldn't. And he still thinks that he's going to get out of it. I just, that to me is one of the, the great mysteries of Billy. I mean, everyone's supposed to be here, like Bella Hadid, Kendall Jenner. Just, it's, it's insane. It's the morning of Fire Festival, and thousands of ticket holders are flooding the airports, ready for the adventure of a lifetime. And we have our wristbands. There we go. We're going to go check out our stay now. But there are rumblings of problems on the ground. You know, your private plane, the chartered plane, that's very sketchy. And Blink-182, the musical headliner, has just announced on Twitter they won't be performing. In Exuma, guests are herded onto school buses. The moment I realized that this was not happening and that I've been working on this, like, fraud was the moment that we went over the hill and I saw on the horizon the tents. Oh, no! What's happening? There's no water over Look there. Look at the bed. These are UN refugee tents. This isn't going to work. Like, this can't be what this is. The stages are empty, and it's every man for himself. Everybody's looking around. Where are the villas? Here, have a shot. They just were handing out bottles to people because they wanted everyone to be distracted and drunk. It was just very chaotic. You could tell that everyone is very stressed and very tense and very overwhelmed. We have literally been standing here for like an hour. And then Billy stands up on this giant wooden table and goes, everybody, just go pick a tent. People stampede for these tents. And they're wet, they're soggy, and yet people are stealing bed covers and stealing tents and fighting over them because they are marooned in a foreign country. It's, it's an absolute disaster. Festival goers light up social media. You know, social media exploded with like hashtag fire fail, hashtag fire fraud. Every headliner has backed out. There's a bunch of people who have nowhere to stay. It's 8.36 and people are now just getting their luggage. I am stranded in the Bahamas amidst thousands of other uh, extremely unlucky festival goers. The fire festival is cancelled, but it's an absolute circus. I don't know what's going on. I'm supposed to be getting a massage on the beach and getting on a jet ski with Kendall Jenner. Like, it seemed like a good idea. And then it was such a scam. Concert goers lured to the inaugural Fire Music Festival in the Bahamas this weekend say they're feeling burned. 
On April 28, 2017, the disastrous fire festival is making headlines around the world. And festival attendees are just trying to get home. He's getting in the line. We don't even know. We're stranded. Yeah. You're stranded. We're stranded. Waiting on flights to get here. No. Everybody form a line at the gate. They came for their paycheck now. Like, hey, we want our money. Hundreds of locals on Great Exuma have worked for weeks on credit. And now McFarland is gone. They were demanding answers, but like, who do you ask for money, you know? Like, they came and they left, you know? They fled the island, basically, is what happened. Daryl Thorne is stranded on Exuma and says he is still owed more than $21,000. I was really upset and really, like, how could you just leave us? Just leave, like, and just walk away from this and leave the people who are working this event to kind of dig our way out. Like, that was so upsetting. Within days, the lawsuits pile up, including a $100 million class action suit. Meanwhile, many fire media employees back home are stunned. They have been building a platform that they believed would revolutionize the talent booking industry. Now, they discover it's all been lies, and McFarlane doesn't have answers. Well, uh, unfortunately, we are not able to proceed with uh, payroll immediately. That said, if you want to stick with us, we'd love to have you. So I'm unclear as to how you're asking us to remain employed while not paying us. I, I think we've been misled, uh, to put it lightly. Billy, should we have any concern about the FBI? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that's an individual thing. By now, the FBI is, in fact, on the case. John Casal is an assistant special agent in charge with the FBI. McFarland stepped over that line. You know, his vision was mountainous, but his business plan was debilitated. Agents discover that McFarland lured investors by claiming Fire Media was worth $90 million, but that it was pure fiction. He produced fake financial statements that the documents themselves looked legitimate. And he presented this persona about himself as being successful. The FBI finds that McFarland told investors the Fire app had more than 4,600 bookings in a year. In reality, they were just 60. He claimed that Fire Media earned hundreds of thousands to millions each month in revenue. But in one year, the app earned just $57,000. He had claimed even at one point that there was a period of time that he had generated between 40 and $50 million per month. McFarland assured investors and lenders that he could personally guarantee their money. He claimed to own an island valued at $8.4 million and $2.5 million worth of Facebook stock. McFarland produced a fake Scott Trade account that showed up $2.5 million. In reality, he only possessed about $1,500 worth of that publicly traded company. And McFarland created a completely fictitious buyer for Magnesis. He had provided to them documents that stated that he had sold Magnesis for $40 million and that he was going to sustain millions in profit as a result of that. In reality, he did not sell the business and that it was a lie to the investors. Ultimately, McFarland took in more than $27 million from more than 100 investors. Some of the investors lost their life savings. 
I think it's more indicative of just like sociopathic behavior. We're not internalizing the damage that you're doing. All that you know is that you're very good at taking people's money and putting it in your pocket. On June 30th, 2017, Billy McFarland is arrested at his apartment and charged with wire fraud. While awaiting trial, McFarland is out on bail. But even facing potential years in prison, this serial scammer just can't help himself. In November 2017, disgraced Fire Festival founder Billy McFarland is out on bail, facing fraud charges. But he hasn't missed a beat. McFarland is still paying more than $21,000 a month for his apartment and hitting up hotspots. Most criminals want to stay out of the limelight, so they don't want to do anything that's going to get them in trouble. He decided that that didn't apply to him. McFarland quietly starts a new business called NYC VIP, which claims to sell tickets to exclusive events. He didn't want the customers to know that it was Billy McFarland. So he recruited an employee that he would pay, and he would be the face of the business. Frank Tribble is the front man. But McFarland is the one calling all the shots. Let me type up what I guess we want for that, and I'll send it back to you. All right, um, Josh, I'm just going to call off the list. If they don't pick up, you're going to send them an email. I'll, I'll write a shirt for you right now. McFarland shamelessly targets the same people who were ripped off by the Firefest. I'm just saying, how does this person get my email? How do I unsubscribe? So a dinner with LeBron James, Coachella VIP passes... Tickets to the Met Gala, tickets to the Masters. But the tickets do not exist. McFarlane is back to his old tricks. Josh, I sent you a contact phone number and email to use for the next call. Right? So we're basically selling uh, 2018 Grammy tickets, VIP access, baby. What's the next number? He's selling access to exclusive events that people really want to get into. With the Grammy Awards, one victim who had received tickets had flown to New York, had bought a new outfit, had stayed at a hotel and turned up at the Grammys and was turned away because there were no tickets for her. Some 15 victims wire McFarland more than $100,000. That's that's McFarland is arrested again. He was a serial fraudster. In his own mind, he was too big to fail. You know, it's very hard for individuals to accept failure, especially those who feel like they are bigger than life. McFarland ultimately pleads guilty to five counts, including wire fraud and bank fraud. No other fire media employees have been charged. McFarland settles civil charges with the SEC and is barred for life from serving as an officer or director of a public company. The class action claims against Ja Rule have been dismissed. He has not faced criminal charges and tweets that he too was duped by McFarland. Ja Rule declined to speak to American Greed. The models who promoted the festival have apologized, saying they couldn't have known it would turn out to be a fraud. But investors and ticket holders will never be made whole. McFarland spent all the money he took in. The damage was real because investors were duped and festival goers were bilked out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And hundreds of employees and day laborers will never be paid. I worked on a weekly rate um, and I was never paid once. 
And the next six months to year of my time in L.A. was like a hellhole of figuring out where I'm going to pay my bills. It was like an island was robbed. You know, I mean, I can't find an excuse for that. Electrician Ricky Curling worked 18-hour days and says he is still owed $40,000. He has six kids to support and has been hit hard. So I came this close to losing the property. I had to borrow money to pay for the property. So, I mean, I learned a lesson. Let me put it like that. Gotta be resilient. If I let that kill me, I still have to support my family. I can't just dwell on that. I have to move to the next step, you know? Billy McFarland is sentenced to six years in federal prison in order to pay $26 million in restitution. He's expected to be released in 2023. Billy, Billy's so young. He'll be up by the time he's 30. I'm sometimes asked, do you think we've heard the last of Billy McFarland? I mean, after all, the guy's in jail. And I will bet you 100 bucks that you'll hear from him again. I mean, there's just no way he disappears. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.